Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Jeff Black and Streaming. We are back at it again with another episode of the Zone Podcast. And with me today, we got Kofi Gatsu. How are you doing today, sir? Doing pretty good. This right here is actually one of my favorite, and actually, no, that one. It is the top of my favorite anime <laughs> of all time. So I like you know I'm ready for this one. If you got right into it. I was like, uh-uh, let me just go ahead and put that out there right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and uh also joining us today is Apocrypha. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Good, good. And, uh, you all can show is also like my favorite anime as well. So <laughs> and, well. Uh, just what Apocrypha just said, our review for today is Yu Yu Hakusho. And without further ado, let's go ahead and zone in on this. Now, I'm going to start it off by saying that Yu Yu Hakusho is definitely one of my favorite of all time. Like, it's one of those shows where you can go back and watch it, and it's a classic for a reason, where you see this delinquent kid with the all green suit. By the way, it is St. Patrick's Day upon recording. So I hope you are wearing your green today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, you you skid your meshy. This kid, let me tell you. Hold on. Uh, okay, uh, this kid is such a delinquent, such an infamous delinquent that this dude can go. Run around this whole town's like you can go to any hood that they know me <laughs> because <laughs> being people up for real, like whole gangs, like it'd be one of those things where like he practically runs the town in a way, uh, but not really. But you know how it is, like that's how tough he is. Uh, a lot of times with cool bar, it's like, oh, cool bar is talking shit, but your mess just ends up giving him the fade, so. <laughs> Now, Coke Gasson, um, uh, give me a little. How you feel about Yusuke? Oh gosh, there's so much. He's the main character, and there's like seven different arcs in this whole anime. <laughs> Where do I start? Shit, I guess we we'll start with arc one. Fuck. <laughs> uh, arc one, Yusuke Urameshi is yeah, like you said, he's just he's that one bad guy. I say bad guy, delinquent, whatever. Yeah, bad man gangster whatever you want to call he's that one dude that nobody messes with actually no correction people mess with him and he loves it when people mess with him and he likes to put them down (laughs) people who too scared don't mess with him but people who who is like hey 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 i want to fight i want to smoke i want to smoke he wakes up in the morning like i want to smoke today (laughs) and then he goes out and finds the smoke that's just what he do now, granted, he has the potential to where he could have been like a mob boss and literally could just like run town, but he doesn't do that. He's just one of those freelance guys that just like, I just go out and fight for fun just because I can. I would say specifically, you could imagine him like, I would say, up to manga date Baki. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even like, honestly, even like Tokyo Revengers, it's pretty much the same way that way too. It's just like he's uh-huh. literally just just walking around the smoke bro i was just thinking about tokyo revengers when i was doing this review too like uh kind of like with the whole delinquent thing it's like with tokyo revengers they kind of 
double, triple, and quadruple down on the whole delinquent thing. But with Yu Yu Hakusho, it's like, yeah, uh, you got these guys that's like, uh, they're either delinquents or they were bad guys that became good. Yeah, but we'll say that's probably one of the things about that, like about your um, about Yusuke, is the fact that he's not a delinquent; that's a bad delinquent. So I like his story because it literally starts off. He's a delinquent in school. He does whatever he wants. He loves his mom, but he doesn't really care. You know, his mom just kind of just does whatever, and he does whatever. She's like, "You need to get better," and he's like, "I know I need to, but so do you." And she's like, "I'll get better when I get better." He's like, "I'll get better when I get better." He's literally just he's the exact of his mom he's just a male version of his mom and that's what's crazy about it but you could tell that there was so much growth for him that needed to happen and it's amazing of how it went for him is literally this dude who cares nothing for anybody his whole story starts off from the very first time he decided to go out his way and help someone his whole world gets completely fucked up (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the things I like about the anime is the fact that literally the whole anime, honestly, the, uh, literally the entire anime, when you really think about it, Yusuke just wants to chill. <laughs> He's like, I just want to be me. Why can't I just sit down and chill? Why does the fate of the world and the fate of the universe have to rest on my shoulders? I just want to sit down and chill. Maybe fight, maybe fight a couple guys or two just because it's fun, but I just want to chill. And the whole anime, he never gets that. <laughs> like, ever. It's gone. From the one time you decided to step out and be a good person, your whole life is now you've been, you've become a hero this one time. Now you must forever be this hero. And it came in question, do I really want to try to be a hero today? That moment you're walking down the street and you see something happen, you're like, Will this be a use case or a messy moment? Will I step out and try to help this person and then all of a sudden the fate of the world falls on my shoulders? Oh, nope, I'm good. And then just keep walking. <laughs> yeah. It's not with with right there. Exactly. And it's like the whole anime was based on one incident. And then even worse, he was sitting here like, oh, okay. At least the kid's okay. And then we hadn't got to Botan yet, but Botan just in here like, actually, the kid would have been fine. If anything, the kid actually got worse because you helped him. If you had actually just kept walking and minding your business like we expected you to do, uh, the kid would have just had a couple scrapes, a little bit of minor injuries. You pushed him out the way. Congratulations, you're a hero. But now the kid has a dislocated shoulder, <laughs> a lot more scrapes and bruises than he would have gotten the first time. So really, you made it worse. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that being told to you. The one time you decided to be a hero, not only does your whole life change, the whole fate of the world falls on your shoulders, but also the kid that you went to save would have been better if you had minded your own damn business. <sighs> At that moment, I knew I was going to like this anime. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, three things. One, let me talk about the mom real quick. Like, I like how you said that Yusuke kind of is kind of like a male version of his mom, 
And I'm looking at the mom one. Usually I just see her all depressed and shit, smoking a cigarette, uh, drinking, depressed and all that. Uh, even with the funeral where, you know, Yusuke supposedly died uh, trying to save the kid. And he sees the funeral happening where Kuwabara was just running in there like, you're a messy. How dare you die? You're the only thing I had to <laughs> And then the mom just sitting there uh, in fetal position crying like she cares. Like it just, you know, it just didn't seem like she cared all too much. But up until the uh, chapter Black Art with um, She Sweet or whatever his name is. Uh, she Sweet. That's when, okay, you see her a little bit more. You kind of see her character kind of flesh a little bit more. So it's like, okay, so she's not so bad. But the biggest thing that gets me to this is that apparently the Demon King himself, uh, Ryzen, he showed up to the human world, found her, and apparently the pussy was so good, she was like, you know what? I'm not going to eat humans anymore. All right. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not that one. It's not that one. So there was a lot of confusion in how the anime and the manga explained it. Apocrypha, what were you about to say? I was gonna say uh, that wasn't it. I don't know if that's way how you intended it to come out, but uh, was, that wasn't Yusuke's mom. That was like Yusuke's long descendant. Yeah, uh, ancestor. Yeah, Yusuke, he's a descendant. He's not, like, the direct son of Ryzen. He's a descendant. Like, it was just, like, the demon blood cultured over thousands upon thousands of years inside the inside the human bloodlines as it kept continuing. And then it was really buried so deep in Yusuke. That's the reason why it wasn't, it wasn't awakened for him until, like, the very end when he died in the demon world. Because he died in the demon world then Ryzen was able to pretty much recognize his own blood. He's like, mm, there's one of my descendants here. Didn't expect that to happen. Let me see what's going on. And then he just popped in. Well, some reason no, yeah, uh, Ryzen was his dad or something. Oh, well. No, no, this is like great, 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 great. I don't even know how many greats. It's just really, really far back ancestor. Just, just imagine like one of our African ancestors just that's supposed to die have died back in like two AD just popped up in your face. <laughs> type okay. of thing. All right. Uh what was the second thing? Shit. Like I'm sorry, Cook Gussie, you kinda went on for a while that that's why I was like I was trying to get a word in, but I was like, let let you let him finish, let him finish, but sure. Oh no, my bad, my bad. You know if you gotta talk to me, talk to me. <laughs> Okay, uh, who else then? Okay, since I mentioned them already, uh, let's talk about Kuwabara a little bit. Like, okay, with Kuwabara, I thought he was like one of the more goofball uh, delinquents, really, because it was like, it's not like I didn't take him seriously, but it's more like the plot kind of set him up to where, you know what I mean? Like, kind of like set him up to be a knockoff uh, Vegeta uh, archetype. Like, even the abridged version with uh, Lanny Pator. Uh, I forgot to pronounce his name. I'm sorry, man. But, uh, yeah, it's like uh, the running gag is that I'm not Vegeta, asshole. Like, you sound like, you kind of sound like I'm just a little bit, just like a 
one or two pitches away from sounding like Vegeta. <laughs> but I do like how pretty much ever since Kubar got the spirit sword and uh, he started falling for Yukina, even though he was like, hey, man, stay away from my sister, bro. Even though EA and his sister Yukina is like, it. I think uh, if I if my memory served correct, Yukina's memory is gone, so she doesn't remember uh, Hiei being her brother, but Hiei remember Yukina being his sister, and it's kind of like one of those things where, yeah, that's my sister, but uh, I'm for the most part, I'm just gonna like stay out of it, you know, like it's kind of for the best this way <laughs> i don't know uh how'd y'all feel about cool about cool bar specifically i'm gonna let um I'm let pocket go first on that one all right <laughs> cool bars, uh, I, I really like his character because um he's kind of made out to be this like at first he's he made out to be like, oh, he, he he's not to be taken seriously. Like, uh, he's keeps falling behind Yusuke and all that. He's mostly like comic relief. Mm-hmm. But as the show progresses, he starts to like grow his own arc. He also gets closer with Yusuke. Like, they used to be rivals, and now they actually have like something more than that. Right. And, like, he actually becomes, like, his own character, like, within the span of a show. And he really uh, grows <laughs> from there. Right. And uh, even though he's not a demon, even though he's not Yusuke or he's not a demon, like, D.A. Karama and uh, Yusuke, he still adds to the team, even though they... Like you think he's like the weakest link, or he might maybe he's not the strongest member of the group. He still adds an important part to the group, right? That yes, he does. Sense. Yes, yes, that that is fair. Like he kind of comes into his own later on in the series, but the first half, I would say, bruh, like uh, <laughs> y'all just really make him set up to be like this comic character. <laughs> With the fucking pompadour, looking like uh, Blake Griffin. Like you remember that um mm. the one, yeah, that one meme. Yeah, yeah no, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second, because this is what this is what really comes in into this. Okay, Core Bar was written specifically as a character that was supposed to be a play on Rick Ashley. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so for y'all who like you've seen is literally Core Bar. The first arc of him, the, like the whole first arc with him in it, you are literally being Rick Rolled <laughs> on a literal sense. <laughs> that is exactly how his his character was written as a play on, on Rick Ashley, because during the time that you Hawker show was written, that was the time that Rick Ashley was like very famous um, in America. And Yu Yu Show was one of the shows. Well, one of them, even before like became an anime adaptation, was one of the stories that was slowly making its way into America. So during that time period, they made sure that he was actually a play on that. Even the writer, um, even specifically talked about how he actually liked Rick Ashley's music as well, too. So that was one of the funny things to mention. Kuwabara is literally Rick Ashley. 
in the show. Um, <laughs> there's just the first arc onto it. But that's the reason why you don't care much for him in the ver- very beginning, because he literally is supposed to be that second best. He is literally Vegeta. He is literally... He, he went from being a played off, a played off version of Vegeta, a Rick to be a Rick the whole Rick Roll situation, in a sense becoming Josuke from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> Bro, you didn't have to go there. <laughs> Are you talking did, about my um, the, yes, exactly. Remember, he Kuwabara is very big about his pompadour. Anyone mess with his pompadour, he gets mad. <laughs> He gets real mad. You know, pompadours are still a big thing in Japan. Like, a lot of anime references. You have the guy from Shaman King, you know, Josuke from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, even that guy, I forgot his name, dude in Tokyo Avengers. Same thing. The pompadour is still, like, a uh, big uh, thing. Kabe from uh, Hitman Reborn. Yeah. And uh, not before you right. disciplinary committee. See, look at this. There's a list. There's a list. You could type in pompadours in anime, and you could find a list of characters that fit that description for this man <clears throat> extensive um and cool bar is literally that one that just they straight up come on they make it, he's paler than yusuke is and his hair is fucking red he looks exactly like rick ashley and even rick ashley is tall remember this, this is a, this guy was actually tall cool bar is tall too cool bar is the tallest amongst everybody <laughs> in the damn show the only people that's actually taller than him is like maybe one of the demon kings is taller than him, and who else? Uh, since yeah, since we is definitely taller than him, and uh, Togoro. Yeah, and Togoro, Togoro Junior. He's yeah. the only. That's it. Those are the only real characters in the show that's taller than Kuwabara. Kuwabara's scales high as fuck. <laughs> Even amongst <laughs> demons, he's high as shit. So, like, it's just how he was literally written like that. Now, Kuwabara, what I like most about Kuwabara is not just how his character changed. He got what ne- he what needed to be done to Kuwabara is what needed to be done. I'm happy with his growth. We're still waiting for this for the Vege- for Vegeta and Dragon Ball Z, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. We finally have Vegeta has his ultra ego, where it's supposed to be some form of equivalent to Goku's Ultra Instinct. You know, but, but I'm not going to dive into that. It's a whole story for another time, obviously. But still, we're waiting to see, is this finally the justice that Vegeta deserves? Has he finally reached his own potential that he needs to get? Because so many times we get this for Vegeta, and it gets downplayed. Kuwabara, when he got his spirit sword, it was played off as a joke. No one really cared too much about it. Until finally, during the Tagoro Brothers arc, when they first introduced them, we got that understanding that, yo, wait, his spirit sword is a little bit more powerful than that. There's actually more potential to this guy's sword than he thinks. And then later on, we find out, oh, this is a sword that can cut through dimensions. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okiyasu from fucking Children's Bizarre Adventure. <clears throat> told you. Anyway. <laughs> Said don't go there. This is JoJo reference. Anyway. <laughs> but like you but see the thing is he got the justice that he needed. Cause literally when this dude the dude said he was like, dang, I can't use my spirit sword. 
But then he not even so much more amped up version. He just he finds a way to concentrate it better. That's all it was. He got a tool to concentrate it better. He literally fucking Excalibur from um Soul Eater. Well, I'm probably gonna say Fire and say Fire Force now too, since we know that's now confirmed to be together. Yeah. All right, please can we like not talk about Excalibur, please? <laughs> Mm. We're not there. No, that's it. I'm trying oh, to think, but that's about it. Like, I just, I'm happy he got his recompense. He got an ultimate weapon. He learned how to use it and became a key fighter, became a key person without constantly having to be, I have to be as strong as you say, Yusuke. I have to be better than him. He found his own piece. And he got that. And I love that. Gotcha. All right. Uh, we pretty much touched on Cool Bar, um, fairly based character once he gets into his own later on into the series. Now, let's talk about the other two characters. Well, there's going to be more, but I'm just saying. Uh, let's start with. No! Platinum, I swear to fucking God. Like every time she sees a dog or something else, she just has to overreact. Like, shut up, puppy. Come on. She's used K. She She just wants to smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because she gets crazy every time she gets near other animals. So that's why I'm saying you need to chill out, man. So, uh,. Let's talk about how some people are going around calling him that, like, basically Sasuke is the Diet Coke compared to Hie. <laughs> that's putting it lightly. That's yeah. It very lightly. I mean, that's like the nicest way I can put it, do I? Yeah. <laughs> you say the Diet Coke, bro. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't know, man. Like, I look. Who's to put the Naruto series and the Yu Yu Hakusho series on the same scale of power levels? Obviously, in, in uh, real honesty, obviously, Sasuke could easily take out Hiei. Let's just be honest on this as far as in power levels. That's just realistically, come on. Sasuke fought against a god, the god of chakra, the god of jutsu, like, or goddess. <laughs> I mean, come on. PA couldn't even be the Demon King. Yeah. <laughs> Go be honest on this, bro. <laughs> like, just... It, 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 there's such a huge power scale if we were to do that, but we don't like to do that, so we're not going to do that. As far as character development, as far as plot, as far as how the character is, their personality and stuff, say the Diet Coke, Oh, say that, bro. I'm be honest. He's the Kool Aid. <laughs> He's the Kool Aid <laughs> to Hiei's most expensive margarita or like Jack Daniels that you can find. <laughs> if he is, if he is at like three shots of Jack Daniels, one cup of Kool Aid is Sasuke. That's just gonna be my opinion on that. Hiei like, is my favorite character of the whole show. <laughs> One of the tattoos that I'm going to get when I get the money is going to be 
getting the Dragon of the Darkest Flames on my arm, bro. It's going to happen. <laughs> right. Fair enough. And I was just going to talk about that, how um, the only comparison I can make to Hiei and Sasuke is, one, they work with Black Flames, where, you know, Sasuke has um, Amaratsu, uh, and he has the Dragon of the Darkness Flames. That's one thing. Second thing is, eh, sort of look alike, but not too, not, you know, it's like obvious differences. And they come off kind of edgy, but that's about it. Other than that, I just don't see the comparison. I don't even know why y'all even compare he and Sasuke. Power level-wise, it's like they're like two different leagues. Very much so. Yeah. And... I was just going to say, it wouldn't be fair to compare like you uh, Hakuzo Universe with Naruto Universe and like right. two different like narrative right. and power structure framework right that is fair exactly but can i say this i like how we're making these all these naruto reference and we're just about to talk about kurama who Ah. has fox form (laughs) look the nine-tailed fox has always always been a famous spirit inside japanese lore Right now, I, I can go ahead and mention this would be a good time to mention it for those who have don't know. There's a sacred rock in Okinawa, Japan oh, that no. is said to house the spirit of a nine-tailed fox spirit. Now, in Japan, unlike how anime has, inf- has made the nine-tailed fox in so many different forms, in Japan, the original lore for the nine-tailed fox for these QBs are literally supposed to be sly demonic foxes that trick people and cause all sorts of mass mayhem. The closest thing that you will be able to find as far as a reference to the nine-tailed fox that is actually accurate to Japanese folklore is Usio and Tora, where that nine-tailed fox winds up being the ultimate demon that's the pretty much ultimate bad guy of the whole show. So... That right there is the closest reference that you will find that accurately portrays um, the nine-tailed fox spirit. Otherwise, I would say, for those who haven't seen that, Demon Slayer, our man Michael Jackson here, (laughs) is also another portrayal of how the nine-tailed fox spirit is supposed to be. Even if it's not like some giant monster, its power and its emphasis that it has in the spirit world itself is supposed to be that vast and that great. That rock broke this year, (laughs) which means the spirit is supposed to be released into the world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ah, man, I had something, but I forgot already. (laughs) Shit. It was. Related so to how, no, it's all good. Uh, it was going to be uh, relative to how with the nine-tailed fox. Yeah, like you said, uh, there's a lot of references to where uh, some folks like, say, Ari from League of Legends can be a Kitsune with, you know, like a human with nine tails, uh, like a fox. Uh, oh, now I remember uh, with tricksters. Like, it's funny how with the nine-tailed fox in Japanese folklore, like the one of the most known tricksters is the nine-tailed fox, while in Norse mythology, we have Loki. This is true. 
I'll even go so far as African um, mythology. We have Anansi, the spider. Oh, I remember Anansi. For, okay. That mm-hmm. one tricked yeah. me because one, American Gods, and two, that one black character from Static Shock. None of them are proper portrayals, but yes. <laughs> Only by name, though. That's what I'm saying. Only gotcha. by name. Uh, who else? Okay. We talk- oh, yeah. Uh, can we talk about EA that one time? I think it was only once where he became like full demon, kind of like an Inuyasha kind of thing, to where, okay, <laughs> his, his skin turned green. There's eyes everywhere. He was looking like a Yu Gi Oh monster, like a fucking Relinquish War, that big, big eye, that, you know, that one red monster with that one Cyclop eye, and there's like eyes all over his. Uh, arms and shit. That that kind of remind me of that a little bit, almost like Donzo from Naruto. But <laughs> God, so many Naruto references in a Yu Yu Hakusho review. But yeah, actually, opposite. So many Yu Hakusho references in the Naruto review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I like. I liked okay. his full power form. I was like, I, I liked his full power form. That was actually yeah. something that was pretty cool. But what upset me is that we rarely see it. Yeah. Was the Again, it, like he was supposed to be like, I think if I'm not mistaken, he was supposed to be like a one-off character, but he was so popular that they decided to keep him. Yep. Yoshi or Tokashi did. And, um, but the only other time he ever turns into that uh, green multi, multi-eyed power form is in the is not in the manga or the anime. It's in the second movie, and that's it. Like we didn't ever see it again. Wow. Uh, who who's reminding me of again? Fuck. Uh, damn, I just had it. Uh, Apocalypse said it, but it reminded me of somebody. Uh, oh, Shredder. How Schroeder was a one-off. Oh, yeah. One-off. Yeah. Quite a few people in like various animes that were supposed to be one-off and then wound up coming back and stuff. So, <clears throat> yeah, I know no, the Apocalypse is right. It's, um, it's the Yu Hakusho movie Poltergeist Report and then Episode 8. Those are the only two times that you wind up seeing Hie get into this form. Um, there's really no explanation as to why it is that he doesn't do it again like there's people who has, who has questioned it multiple times that you know since he obviously gets stronger in his giganshi form uh, wait giganishi let me make sure i say it right his giganishi form so even though even when he mastered finally mastered dragon of darkness flame like why didn't he go into it the only people people could speculate is that once he finally mastered the darkest flame technique, he didn't need to anymore. There was no longer a need for him to go into that powered up form. But that doesn't really explain it. Like, why didn't you? Just it was kind of one of those things that just kind of get left out there. Okay, two things. One, I'm sorry, but I got another Naruto reference. Naruto. Every time he has a special Rasengan in every movie. Mm. Mm. The second thing is, I like how with Hiei, okay, he had this power that he only used uh, once and you never really see it again. 
that instantly reminded me of how you remember Kokugasu playing uh, Sonic Adventure 2 to where you see Shadow fly once and you never see that again. Yep. Oh, yeah. also found out too, speaking on that just really quick, when we were talking about one off character, Shadow was supposed to be a one off character also. Yeah, see that? When he was supposed to, um, when he fell from the space station into onto the earth, when he like crashed onto earth, he was supposed to die. But because, you know, like myself, people like myself love Shadow so damn much, had pictures and everything of him and stuff, like he became such a fan favorite in the Shadow the Hedgehog video game. They gave him a reason to come back. Put the fuck on. Okay. You know how with Dragon Ball Z, right? How supposedly the Frieza saga was supposed to be the very end. Yeah. How, if not for that, it's like technically. Vegeta was supposed to be a one-off after the Frieza sagas, where it's like, okay, they pretty much blast, he goes away, and you kind of find out that, okay, Frieza's force is trying to uh, cut the Dragon Balls, whatever that deal was, and, no, 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 my bad, my bad. It was Piccolo died, they had to go get the Dragon Balls from Namek, but coincidentally, Frieza was on Namek trying to find the Dragon Balls and shit, so... Uh, that was the only reason Vegeta would need to come back just to try to get his revenge on um, Frieza for all the uh, enslavement of his people, well, the remainder of his people, and destroying the rest of them. But essentially, if not for the Cell Saga and onward, Vegeta probably wouldn't have lasted long uh, that long either. So, <laughs> yeah, Vegeta was supposed to be killed off too. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to come back also. It's yeah. crazy how literally. Some of these fan favorite characters were originally one offs, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he was supposed to die. He was supposed to die and not come back because it was supposed to be the same for here and Karama. I know we kind of skipped, <clears throat> we did kind of skip Karama a little bit. I feel bad. We can't skip Karama. He, I mean, I didn't mean he's, to. you know, he, he's, he deserves fan favoritism. Like, Karama is just that per Karama is, I'm gonna make another JoJo reference here. <laughs> Since JoJo's becoming so popular now, um, Kakyoin from Part Three. Oh Lord! <laughs> Minus the cherry, <laughs> but I mean, as far as his kind-hearted nature, like once Kakyoin, once the butt had been removed from his head, and we got a chance to see how Kakyoin actually is as a person, he legitimately cares for people. He legitimately tries to help people every chance he get, and Karama is that. Like I mean, in his demon form. Which apparently he can't sustain his demon form long because he's still tied to his human body. So unlike he, we actually have a reason why it is Karama doesn't <laughs> go into full demon form all the time. Once he's he keeps his human body because he still loves his human mom that birthed him. Even though technically, let's be honest here, Karama, I don't think he killed the baby. I think with the way the story goes that the baby had actually died and the spirit had left the body. And so he inhabited the dead body and pretty much brought it back to life. But if that's not how it goes, Karama killed a baby. <laughs> just, just, it's going to be one of those two cases. It's either he inhabited a dead body or he killed the baby and inhabited a dead body. It's just going to be real honest on that, okay? But that was during his demon form phase, uh, his de- his ultimate demon phase. He holds on to his human body specifically because he just wants to, like, keep in touch with his human mother. 
And then when it's time, when he says that he finally has to go and it's finally done and he's like, I, this is it. I am finally going to be leaving this plane. You are fine. There's no more of a need for me to have to take care of you. You are good now. Then he finally sheds the human form and comes back as the Karama demon god. Almost a demon god in a sense. Let's be honest on this. His power definitely could have definitely ranked almost as high as one of the three demon kings. Just being honest on that. But either way, it's like, let's just kind of know how it worked out for him. So that's that's a quick explanation for Karama. But his gentle, kind of nature was really a fan favorite into that even to the point where what was it during the tournament arc where he implanted um he implanted a um a poison but like a poison bud rosebud in himself so that way he could wind up trapping his opponent since he couldn't move his arms and legs because what was it if he attacked them if he attacked them then that meant that his mother would get killed and so they had to go on a rescue mission there was so much to have in the tournament arc bro <laughs> Yeah, because that was the whole thing. Like the dark tournament arc, that was like a good chunk of the whole series. Like, okay, you have this whole training thing going on. Well, you know, it was almost like before the dark tournament arc, it kind of felt like uh, a filler slash. Okay, kind of sort of like the tuning exams right before the t- dark tournament arc, and then you have the dark tournament arc, and then after that, okay, you had the chapter black, and you had this demon king arc. But for the most part, it's like most people most likely remember the Dark Tournament arc because that's when shit got really real. But uh, what was I going to say about Karama? First of all, I like how some folks are going around thinking that Karama's the type, well, in his gentle form, you know, redhead. Uh, he's the type of dude that listens to Drake unironically. That's what some fans <laughs> Okay, that's not y'all. Y'all leave him alone. Uh, second of all, when you were saying all that shit about him basically becoming a demon god, I was like, what kind of any y'all just to show me shit? <laughs> and third of all, didn't Kurama, not just Yusuke, but Kurama and Hiei are descendants uh, of some powerful demon god too? No. <clears throat> Surprisingly, no. <clears throat> That's actually not the case for them. Kurama is... A nine-tailed fox. All nine-tailed fox spirits, or demons in this case, have extreme immense power. Now, Hie, he was actually considered a low-class demon. Oh. What mostly got ranked for Hie was his sister. Remember, his sister, she was like a snow demon, like an ice demon or something like that, where she contained, where she had those ice powers. Those were considered also extremely powerful, and their teardrops were supposed to be able to grant immortality and other types of magical properties that come with it, which is why his sister got kidnapped. But Hiei was not considered high class at all. He built his way up to that. But Karama... He's just descended from just just the um yeah he he's just descended as far as like the nine tail fox spirits nine tail fox demons that's it so no Karama is just a high ranking demon because that motherfucker's a badass <laughs> just to be honest and he a the biggest thing for he a was the fact once he got the power the fl- the dragon of the darkest flame remember that flame was supposed to be considered nigh uncontrollable. Like, even amongst 
highest ranking demons, they can't control that flame. The flame burns and destroys everything in its path, regardless of whatever it is. So when he mastered that and he dedicated himself to doing that, literally damn near killing himself several times to do that, that's what powered him up into high rankings. But as far as descendants, no, Hiei and Kurama are not like Demon King descendants at all. It's only Yusuke that is. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, was there something else that you just mentioned? Shit. <laughs> oh, well, I guess uh, I'll probably remember whatever, later, whatever. But, you know, uh, it's just funny because I remember rewatching Yu Yu Hakusho with Apocrypha and a mutual friend of ours, Kobe Gatsu, you already know him. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just been so long, it's like, I'm not gonna lie, the memory's kind of hazy on it. Sure, I could probably do a little bit more information, like research on it. Like, but then again, I just feel like that's what makes this whole podcast fun to where we can just kind of bounce off energies like that. Like me, I'm just gonna crack the jelly. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's my favorite anime. I've seen this three times, whole series, binged it beginning to end three times. And like I said, it's like seven arcs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Is that I want to talk about? I want to talk about Genkai. Yes, I was going to get to her. <laughs> like, this is, like, okay, she's a goat. Like, highly respect Genkai because you know how you have those old uh, mentors like Master Roche and uh, others to where, okay, we're going to train you to be strong. Like, no. Genkai is like that, um, but it's like gonna give you some tough love. She's gonna give you like that tough love kind of mentor to where if you're like, uh, if you don't do this, you're going to die. And Yusuke is like, I'm getting tired of this Genkai, and Genkai's like, that's too damn bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apart from what you got. Oh, you got you got some apart from? Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, uh, Yinkai was a tough love teacher. Uh, she definitely loved Yusuke as a son, but uh, she didn't take any bullshit. She, she was on his ass, like, pretty much the entire series, even after the dark tournament. Like, she, in the black, the chapter Black Arc, she literally, like, set up that game that began the arc. Just so that you take and be prepared, because she knew something was going on. Like it's she was kind of shit. Like her interesting. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> oh, definitely. I mean, Genkai was just that. So this is the thing that first when we first introduced Genkai, this is the thing that got me is the fact that Genkai did not give a fuck about the Spirit Society whatsoever. <laughs> She really didn't. Because <laughs> she served her time. She and Tagoro, when, when she and Tagoro wound up, you know, doing their thing together, and then it just didn't work out. Okay, that's fine. We get that. So, you know, they, they loved each other. Tagoro wound up becoming a demon. She was like, that's not what I want to do. So she just kind of moved on her life. She gets all, she's ready to pass down her teachings. <laughs> She does not give a fuck who she's going to pass the TG down to. She says, I just need to see if you're worth it. So she holds her own 
in a sense, a tournament too. That's kind of what it was. I know you, like you said, it was kind of a filler. This one was pretty important to me because this was one of those cases where if Yusuke did not win this one, her training would have went to some other guy that, if I'm correct, was considered a very, very evil person. Uh... Like, like, if I'm correct, he, he was cheating a lot to win. <laughs> and she just yeah. let it happen. Because she's like, I don't care. She said, whoever makes it is whoever makes it. I don't give a fuck how you get there. It's just when you get there. Whoever gets there, gets there. Whoever gets there, gets my training. That's just what it is. And it was like, yo, but do you even understand how this guy is? If he makes it, he makes it. If you don't want him to get it, then I guess you better get your ass up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about tough love, you like, God damn, <laughs> you don't even care. This dude gets your train to destroy the whole world. <laughs> it's like, if he gets it, he gets it. That's what it is. No. I was like, what? <laughs> like, some folks just scare me about how care, how little they care. It's like, on one hand, I was like, come on, you got to care a little bit. Like, nope, I don't care. I was like, well, damn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that moment you're like, well, damn, um, shit. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, so it's one of those cases. It's like, oh, but then, you know, yeah, at that moment, she was, she literally was, I had the question. This is one of the things that people have actually questioned before. People have done all these different types of questions. Like, if you could receive training from this person, who would it be? And you, and one thing that I'll see in, in most of these, about 80% of these, Genkai is on the list. There's about 20% that Genkai is not on, but about 80% of these posts were like, if you could retrieve, receive training from one anime master, who would it be? And Genkai is usually on the list. And but you have to say, find different people who actually watch. So, like, not one of yeah. those uh, starter packs and shit. Right. Like, people who actually watched it know, and you're like, shit, I don't know. Fuck. She was a pretty badass, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Damn. But then. Here's something that you kind of really question. Who was the best mentor to their person? And when I saw this one, I was like, I looked at the list and I'm going down. I'm like, Genkai, obviously she's stuck by Yusuke all the time. And then I remember, then they put Master Roshi on there. And then they put, but the picture they chose from Master Roshi was Master Roshi in the last tournament art. <laughs> When dude died to try to make sure that Goku could do what he needed to do. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Speaking of old folks and tournaments, talk about Genkai uh, showing up at the mass fighter in the dark tournament. And as soon as she was revealed, turns out she was uh, much younger because of uh, some techniques she was using. I forgot, but she, yeah. She aged her body. She de aged her body to try to hide herself even further. That was oh, that was really no, what it was. Another Naruto There's, reference to not it. Yeah. Oh God, no. She's <laughs> <laughs> no hair. She's using a mess amount of chocolate. They're like using a mess amount of chocolate to infuse my body to make myself look younger. I look fine, don't I? <laughs> yeah, I was like, nice. Hey. Look, I thought this was not a anyway. <laughs> that's a new show. But no, it was just that um yeah, she just de-aged her body. She de-aged her body to, so we looked younger. But as far as like herself, she still was pretty old. But keep in mind, this technique, 
she has to continue to keep using like she has to keep using this over time this wasn't something that was like i used it once and my body just stays like this she's constantly influxing her spirit energy into herself in order to make it so that way she looks younger and keep in mind she was doing this while still taking down these demons that was fucking up the usk team <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just showing how much of a badass she actually was. <laughs> Even when she went up against a girl, he she was still having this young face the whole time she was fighting him. <laughs> and he was specifically was mad about it. He was like, You keep she's like, yeah, he's like, you keep holding back your power for me. And she's like, You're holding back your power too, so what of it? What's <laughs> <laughs> talking about these dudes getting their behinds spanked, and she's sitting here spanking their behinds. Well, at the same time, like, oh, I'm still constantly using this energy. It's like, I guess, like, Demon Slayer incorporated that, too, uh, that, that type of technique where you're constantly using your energy, even when you're sleeping, even when you're resting. At every given moment, you're constantly concentrating. You can't lose focus. You got to keep your breathing. You got to keep your steady flow. <laughs> like, that's just difficult. <laughs> Actually, I think... um. Those are martial artists. There's martial artists now who do like a lot of different anime reviews and stuff. Even though they've never seen them, this would be their. They'll watch an anime fight sequence for the first time. They're like, "Yo, this is actually pretty cool." Didn't think they could animate this. Anyway, um, <laughs> and so one of the things that they'll talk about, they say literally, as far as their breathing is important. They say literally the way that some of the anime describes them using their powers and stuff. They say, imagine you're going around the whole day flexing. Like tightening your muscles, flexing them out. And you have to do that from the moment you wake up to the moment that you go to sleep. You're sitting down, you're flexing. You're driving in the car, you're flexing. You're flipping burgers or whatever the case, whatever it is you're doing, you're flexing your muscles the whole entire day. The struggle with that is every time you flex your muscles, you're cutting off the amount of oxygen that's flowing through your muscles. Meaning, one, it's hard as fuck to breathe. <laughs> your body gets tired. You're limiting the flow of blood through your body. I say it's literally impossible, but these anime characters are doing this all the time. So it's imagining the Genkai has been doing this the whole damn time. I'm sorry. She was, she was just a fucking badass, bro. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. Versus Ro- I'm just be honest. Versus Roshi, where Roshi decides to be like, I'm just going to flex my muscles and then all of a sudden grows like an extra four feet tall. <laughs> like the all my shit. It reminded me of All Might. You know, All Might. He's like, it's like, so what's that right there? He's like, oh, it's just like flexing your muscles. You know, you just like, mm, there we go, I'm flexed. And then when I relax, I'm like, deflates down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All this stuff is funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, okay, it's, it's real funny. Hindsight, how some of these shows just remind us of things that we've seen. Uh, was that in, was that all for Genkai? Because there's one character I'm ready to get on. I'm uh, yeah, I'm good with Genkai. What you got? I'm ready. Botan. Oh fuck. <clears throat> mm, so Botan showed up when Yusuke like what. You know what? I remember now. Uh, Yusuke, when he died. Okay. 
this reminded me of Konosuba to where essentially main character guy Kazuma tried to save the girl from getting uh, hit by a truck, but the girl would have been perfectly fine even if he did nothing about it. So pretty much Yusuke's death uh, was cheap in, in Yu Yu Hakusho when he tried to save that little boy. And when Botan showed up, I was like, bro, like, some people just instantly just just got a chubby for her. <laughs> but she was waifu at first. I don't know. She lost waifu status for me, like, a little bit later on. When she first popped up, yeah, she was waifu status, then that kind of just left for me. That's just me personally. Nah, that's understandable, but uh, it's like, yeah, like I, I kind of like both on, even though she was fairly helpful with the whole egg thing, uh, trying to help uh, Yusuke. What was the name of uh, Yusuke's pet again? Uh, the one he Poo. and Keiko was... Uh, Poo. Poo. It was Pooh? Okay, I thought so. Uh, so Poo. I like how Pooh, he looked like really small and unassuming and it was like, uh, it was like a come relief character, like a poor bar. But later on in the series, when Pooh grows, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I want you to understand on this one. <clears throat> Pooh didn't change until Yusuke got his demon powers. That was a little bit of a cheap shot. As much as as much as Yusuke grew in power, Pooh never changed at all. <laughs> yeah. It was only when he got the demon powers. It was like, okay, now that you got demon powers, you're gonna need a demon familiar. <laughs> a phoenix. And that a blue phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> I had got a Pokemon reference to me. He looked like Pooh. Pooh changed from like a little what was it, a Furby? That's who he was. He was literally a Furby. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a Furby. He was. He was a fucking Furby, bro. Except he had long ears. <laughs> bro. Oh gosh! So he changed from Furby to fucking Ho Oh from Pokemon. <laughs> Pooh. He said. Who's evolving? Do, 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 or even better, Digivolve. Digivolve into what? <laughs> what is this? It, it, to me, it reminded me of um, even just like just another quick Pokemon. I was actually just watching a video of people talking about um, care like um weapons that were extremely like extremely overpowered, ultra powered weapons. But when you first get them, they were extremely like worthless and weak. And they had to put a lot of disclaimer. I'm going to put this on this one. I agree with this guy on this one. Now, I don't agree. We're not using animals as weapons, but let's be honest here. <clears throat> in Pokemon, you use Pokemon as a weapon. I'm just being honest on this. <laughs> you use Pokemon as to move your ship. You use Pokemon to cut down trees. You use Pokemon to fight other people's Pokemon. I'm just putting it out there. That <laughs> I didn't make the game. Pokemon <laughs> I didn't make the game. Like low-key... <laughs> exactly so they put a lot of disclaimer in that video for that, they spent like two minutes of this I'm not going to spend that long, I'm just saying um, with literally Magikarp fucking goldfish and it's like if you just if you wait patiently you know, give him an experience share, put him in the back of your team, back of your team and just fight with the first five Pokemon do that for a good couple battles all of a sudden 
Magikarp's evolving. And you're like, what? What's he about to turn into? Gyarados. Holy fuck, what? <laughs> <laughs> Magikarp learned a new ability. Reve- what, what was it called? Some I can't remember the exact name of the attack, but it's like a revenge hit, where every time it, ta- it takes hits for two turns and then deals back double the damage back. <laughs> Probably counts. So, yeah, like a counter attack. And it's like you learn. It said Gyarados learn counter. Gyarados learn hyper beam. Gyarados learn surf. It, well, not surf. But you know, like learn um. Hey, I forgot it was something. But he's like, like all of a sudden learns like five different. Like wants to learn four different abilities. It's like you have to get rid of Splash. Man, fuck Splash, bro. Just... <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened with Pooh. Because Pooh literally went from. If I'm correct, Pooh can spit fire. I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> How did you go from a Furby to this? Where was this? <laughs> we needed this when we was fighting Toguro. We needed this when we was fighting Senshui. Where the fuck was this at? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, well, hold on. What time we got? Uh, okay, we got, we're doing all right for time. All right, uh, there's a couple more characters I want to talk about. Uh, Keiko. How... <clears throat> It seems like with Keiko, she kind of comes off as Yusuke's not girlfriend. It's like I think they hook up at the end. Like they do. I mean, I really, yeah. You, you know, they they get together at the end, but it was almost like one of those things to where she was getting on his case about all this shit. It's like Yusuke, you can't be doing all this shit. And it's like, hey, let me look at your panties, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say what I can't do, because then I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the energy that you still have with her all the time. <laughs> they uh, did. They hooked, on her, by the way. They hooked up. They hooked up on the end. They hooked up in the end. I like Kekyo. I said, "Oh my gosh, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> my brain almost said Kikyo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Keiko, not Kikyo. I know. I'm like, hold on a second. No, we're not going to Yasha. Ooh, we're doing Yasha with you. Mm. Kikyo. It's coming, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, listening. It's coming. We got. Yes. Mm. Kikyo. Mm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Keiko. At first, I'm not going to lie, she was a dumb bitch. <clears throat> she was a straight up dumb bitch. Like, I'm just be straight up here. You got Dream talking to you. How many times did Yusuke have to talk to her in the dream before she finally, like, did what she was fucking supposed to do? <laughs> Man, Yusuke was in that dream. like, bitch, what do I have? I'm telling, look, listen, my body, like, there's a fire. Some delinquents try to burn my mama's house down. Get the body out of there. That part. It's in here, like, it's a, you have to um reach into the dreams of somebody who cares enough about you. He's like, don't nobody give a fuck about me. He's like, actually, there's three people. <laughs> oh, your mom yeah, is not going to work. Kuwabara. He's like, oh, let's go ahead and try Cool Bar's dream. We're going to see what the fuck happens. He gives the Cool Bar's dream. Nope, never mind. Fuck all that. Who's the last one? Keiko. He's like, wait, what? Yeah, she actually really, really liked you. What? <laughs> like, yelling and shit. I was like, yeah, bro. That's called liking you. <laughs> like, because if she didn't give a fuck, she wouldn't give a fuck. It's true. And she did. She liked his ass. And he was like, what? <laughs> she liked me? And then both times, like, yeah, I know it's shocking, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like, so 
dudes and relationships, like, don't think just because she's nagging doesn't mean, like, oh, she's giving you a hard time and shit. That's because she fucking cares. Like, believe me, I know, like, not to, I know women are different. Like, everybody's different in this, in a, to, to an extent. But all I'm saying is, uh, just because they kind of getting on your case about that shit doesn't mean that they don't care. Because, believe me, I know people who will enable everything in the book but that's because they don't care it's like hey you do whatever you want to do i'm just gonna do my own thing so it's like they just don't care what you do but if they're nagging you enough to be like hey man uh maybe you shouldn't be doing this and take that advice however you want to but at least you can't say that they didn't care that's true look i'm about i'm about to hit five years in my la- in my relationship right now. In my previous relationship, I was six and a half. And I'll tell you the straight up truth into this. If your woman gets quiet, it's bad. <clears throat> the more that they talk to you, the more they nag you, it means they still want you to try to do something. They're still trying to get you to talk to them and get some stuff done. But when they stop talking, usually by that point, you've either fucked up to the point that it's too late or they already done case so silence is actually a bad thing in many cases <laughs> there's a lot of men who be like oh i want i just want some silence you don't really want silence you think that's what you want yeah yeah <laughs> what you really want <clears throat> and yeah so yeah keiko she she named yusuke to death literally <laughs> Like, uh, okay, remember when uh, you were talking about uh, Yusuke, all I wanted was just some peace and quiet? That reminded me of Tomoki from fucking Heaven's Lost Property. I was like, I just want some peace and quiet. I was like, you ain't going to get it, motherfucker. That part. But, go ahead. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but no, nah, I mean, she was good, though. She was good. She changed a lot towards the end. She didn't become as as useless. Like, I'm be honest, as Botan became more useless, Keiko became more helpful. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like I said, um, in the chapter of Black Art with uh, Yusuke's mom, like, that's when Keiko started to uh, carry a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she helped out a lot, especially with Yusuke's mom, too. Like, she, she was a very key role to helping, helping her get back, like, get out of her major funk and stuff. So, it was, it was very important. And then, I mean, just be honest, Yusuke's mom straight up told Yusuke, I don't know how many times she told him. She was like, look, that girl, she like you. He's like, she don't like me. He's no, like, she likes you. Tuition, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, mo- you can even say mother's intuition on that one. But like, she was straight yeah. up, she's like, she likes you. You should, you, should, uh, you know, clean up your act and actually talk to her. She likes you. <clears throat> she likes you and she wants you. Now stop doing this the hard way and do it the easy way. <laughs> uh, was there anything who else, else we got? Uh, oh, uh, um, Kuema. Man, Junior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pacifier of his and shit. <laughs> I like how Kawema was set up to be much like uh, King Yemma from Dragon Ball. Yes, another Dragon Ball reference. But <laughs> this, you know, it's like, come on, man. I don't see that no, shit. No, no, no. 
That's the thing. He's he's the son of King Yemma. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> <clears throat> that's why it's a fuck his ass type of thing. You say this literally feels like, oh, he's an important character. No. 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 Matter of fact, the most important thing Kuima did, the most important part about Kuima is the fucking pacifier that he sucks on. What kind of person still (laughs) Even when uh, he uh, takes off the pacifier and uh, grow a few feet, you know, like that adult form he has, he's still an afterthought um, by the end of the series. (laughs) He didn't take the pacifier in his mouth to do that. He just grew. He can just change his body shape. He just stays in that little baby form all the time because that's his actual form. The adult form is not even his real form. That's just the form he portrays himself. Huh. So that way people that's respect him. <clears throat> no, he was an adult still with a motherfucking pacifier in his mouth. <laughs> now, see, it would be really cool if it was like Hitman Reform to where uh, the Arco Beleno, they, okay, to people who actually read the manga, you already know. But basically, there's this whole curse of the rainbow, and essentially for that event against Checkerface and all of them, okay, the Arca Beleno can participate, but only for like a limited time only. And then for a moment, it's like, okay, they go from their baby form, which they were cursed with, to their real form, and fucking reborn with the with the handguns, like chaos shot, like it's like fucking <laughs> oh shit. Now see. That, <laughs> I was waiting up for Kawima, but uh. <clears throat> no, no, not at all. Matter of fact, look, let's be honest on this, okay? Now we we got a little bit of time. I want to go through some of the key villains, <clears throat> just some of the key villains that we had in, inside the show, because we pretty much talked about all the main heroes. There's some minor heroes, like some of the minor heroes that kind of came up during the um, century arc that we don't really. I'm going to be honest, I don't really talk too much about them. (laughs) I mean, there there are some minor characters that are fan favorites. There's a few. But as far as... We're just going to talk about the villains. If you like like the Yo-Yo Kid or the dude that was a human that for some reason partners up with demons because he just likes fighting in a drunken style, (laughs) y'all know what I'm talking about. But... I mean, so let's run through some of the villains. So, some of the biggest villains we got: we got Tagoro, we got Sensui, um, and then we have some of the Demon Kings. So, really quick on Tagoro, the Tagoro brothers. Now, Tagoro Senior, fuck his ass. No, no, no. The, <laughs> the the uh, older Tagoro that is Black Air Force One energy. <laughs> <clears throat> that Bro. little thing cannot die for nothing but then he's able to shape shift into any fucking thing <laughs> into like any weapon and shit so uh, to be honest with you he's a scalibur to me because he always kept he mostly shape shifting into a sword let's be honest he shape shifted into a bunch of other shit too but mostly into a sword he was so annoying he was so so fucking aggravating I absolutely hated that dude <laughs> Oh, you know what? This reminds me of uh, that one part in Inuyasha, that one reincarnation of Naraku, the one with, uh, it was the, uh, it was like the dude, he had the mask on, and there was like this clone of him, I forgot the name, uh, Kagero or something like that, but essentially, 
it was like there was like the smaller version that was like so small it can just zip right past you and all that shit. And combined, these two was like a very dangerous combination. And that's kind of make me think of the uh, Togoro brothers too, to where it's like the older brother, the small one. It's like yeah, he has this tricky ability going on, but it's the other brother that you have to be very careful about because like this motherfucker here. <laughs> But you were saying, Kobe. Oh no, I'm just like, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see that my that, that doesn't even peacefully make anything in my mind. I hated this. This dude would not die for nothing. Every time you thought he was dead, he would come back, and you'd be like, "Bro, just fucking <laughs> die." <laughs> you're right. You're not a fan favorite. Why does the writer keep bringing you back? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Where? You hate him so much, it's like, let's bring him back just so the fans could have more reason to hate him more. It's, you, you know how it is. <laughs> like That one villain said, just please, just go away, please. Just, God, why? Yeah, so, this is one of those things you just, oh, uh, you know, you have the question, Yashihiro, Yashihiro, why? Why did you bring this dude back? What was the fucking point? Uh, now, to go on Junior. Oh, wait, go ahead, Boxer, my bad. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just going to say this, and then I'm going to let y'all finish. It's like a reverse George R.R. R. Martin to where it's like you kill <laughs> off the uh, favorite characters. You bring, out, you bring back the people we don't like? What the fuck? Me, right, I'm mm, done. Mm, that's, that's, that's a discussion on itself. Boxer, <laughs> did you have anything to add on to that one? <laughs> I was just going to say, at least Elder Tagoro got... Uh, at least he got his comeuppance in the end. Like, Karama basically put him... He, he couldn't die, so... Karama basically put him in a constant state of pain. With Not only in a constant state of pain, but envisioning his worst nightmare and envisioning the same thing repeating over and over for eternity. So, I mean, that's a pretty... Big, I wouldn't necessarily say comeuppance on that, but I do agree that he did get what he deserved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. I mean, he couldn't die, so I guess it was the next best thing. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. My bad. Not Tsukiyomi. Uh, fucking Jorno's uh, uh, Requiem ability uh, return. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was, it was that. Oh, over and over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. Mm-mm. But so I like to grow junior. So the one that we know specifically as the one that was the love interest of Genkai. You know, I like I liked how his story was written. So the first thing about it is is that he was written to be extremely powerful. And we got not even a taste of that during the time when he, when um, Yusuke and Kurobara fought against him inside that little room. And, you know, they found they, pow- they infused their, both of their spirit energy into Kurobara's spirit sword and shoved it into the dude. Dude goes down. We finally think he has been defeated. And then in some like fucking after credit type sequence, <laughs> literally how they did it. You go through the whole rest of the episode you're talking, okay, we did it, we did it. And they're like, no. They say, there's still more to come. There's still more to come. They say, yeah. And then all of a sudden, dude pops, dude pops up on the screen like, so what did you think of them two? And then the girl just boom, pops the sword out, crushes it, and he's like, 
they still got a little ways to go, but they was okay. I'm sitting here like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was like probably one of the first in America, I would say, one of the first anime um <clears throat> in America that really made people like, what the fuck? <laughs> type thing. <laughs> that one is still to this day one of the biggest reactions that people will get to it. Anytime there's this reference as far as, oh, the person wasn't dead yet type of thing. It usually comes back to this one because you'll see so many other people, like so many other characters, like uh, like Frieza, for instance. Oh, Frieza wasn't dead yet, but he was pretty fucking decimated on Planet Namek. You know, long damned smithereens, pretty much dying, bleeding out, dying to death until his dad shows up. So er- almost everyone else is like, oh man, they were like dying and shit like that. The girl popped the shit out like, oh, I decided to take a nap. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> he's like wait a minute what <laughs> and then shows back up to Yusuke and then Yusuke's like I thought you was dead he was like nah bro you really thought I was dead that's so cute hey there's a tournament coming up and I need your ass to show up I'm not gonna show up and fight against you again you was a fucking monster he said I want you to understand you have no idea how much of a monster I really am let me show you what 20% of my power does Flexes up his muscles a little bit, destroys every fucking pillar in the parking garage, sends the entire parking garage falling down in a matter of seconds. <laughs> and then looks at Yusuke and says, if your ass don't show up, I'm going to do more of this shit. And it's going to be against the people you love. I expect to see your ass. <laughs> no, no, what? No. This reminds me of Cell versus Goku all over again, to where Cell is like, listen here, motherfucker, if you don't fight me, I'm just going to blow up the earth like I said. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. <clears throat> oh, no, like Cell went in front of TV and was like, I want y'all to see what's about to happen. And then just blast in front and like blast everything behind him. You see nothing but a destroyed city behind him from just one attack. And he's like, that is what's going to happen to you. If you don't show up, and you're like, what the heck? Everyone's like, yeah, bro, I think, um, yeah, man, I think we messed up. <laughs> it's like if Goku wasn't Goku, it was a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. <laughs> it really was. People was looting cities. They said we about to die anyway. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I want to have, I want to have the newest game system. I'm gonna just run to the store and just take it myself. If I want to have the newest TV. I'm gonna take that. If I want. To do that, I'm gonna just go do it. I'm gonna go do whatever I want to do, bro. <laughs> I forget that. Just <laughs> and then, but yeah. So the girl, I loved his development because you understand it was him. His drive for power wound up being the biggest thing he regretted the most. You know, he was constantly he was in love with Genkai, and he wanted to be stronger, and that was something that he thought that they wanted together, only to find out that that's not what Genkai wanted. <clears throat> By that point, he was so much wanting to be powerful, he just kept going with it. But then, you know, he finally gets his recompense when he finally actually dies. When Yusuke finally kills him, he's like, I can finally die knowing to be being okay with the fact that somebody was more powerful than me. I can finally die and actually be with the person that I love because I got so ingrained in power. I allow myself to become a demon, not realizing this was not what I needed anyway. What I needed was you. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. 
every time you mention uh, the idea of Gink, like Toguro being in love with Genkai, I'm just like, no. Why? <laughs> what? Hey, it was it was a pretty it was a it, to me it was a nice love story that was written in. It wasn't so heavily hold on to it like at all. It was just one of those cases that it was there, you respect it, and then you move on. These were some people. For me, that was the case, definitely. Yeah, me, I just like when I watched it, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna gloss over it, but I always thought in my head, I was like I just don't picture those two being together. I don't. <laughs> That's just my whole thing. It's like, okay, him having like this whole love interest art going on with him, fine. I'm just like saying, like, I just can't picture the two of them together. It's like, just imagine like that small woman just trying to mount that huge monster of a man. And it's like, see, that's what, mm, you know what? I'm not going to even say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Remember, he wasn't that big until he became a demon. Like, she was pretty much a short person. And <clears throat> she was a short person, and he was a, um, he's just like a regular height type of guy. It's just kind of how it was. It was. I mean, I don't want to say, I'm going to say little person. That's what it was. He's a little person. <laughs> and he was just regular height. So it wasn't so much of that. It was that was when he became a demon and stuff. Like then he all of a sudden was this old, big, powerful, hulking monster and stuff. But when he was a human, he he wasn't. It wasn't even all like that. He was probably a couple feet taller than her, so it wasn't that bad. Don't think about that much. (laughs) (laughs) Now, for the sake of time, I don't really want to talk too much about Demon Kings. (laughs) (laughs) Demon Kings, all right. But, I mean, let's be honest. Each of them have their own backstory that is amazing in itself. Um, but realistically, as far as into the story of Yu Yu Hakusho, it felt too much like an add-on. Like, it's gr- it would be great, honestly, in the series in itself. Like, if it was one of those cases where Yu Yu Hakusho decided to pick back up again years later, and then, hey... Let's let's take a look more into what's going on with Yusuke in the demon world or something like that. Like a continuation, like how I did for Inuyasha and Yashahime. Um is one of those things to me, it was like if it decided to pick it back up again later, that would be great as far as a whole thing in itself. Because every demon king has a backstory that is crazily enough more human than you would expect. <laughs> Like, you wouldn't expect it to be like that. You would think all of them always just arise for power, but each of them are just trying to unify their world the best way possible. So I don't really want to talk too much into that one. For the sake of time, I want to end these last couple minutes. I want to talk about my man Senshui here. (laughs) Oh, oh Lord. Uh, This dude... Okay, let me just point out and say uh, the funniest thing... Well, I won't say this funny in a conventional sense but just me personally thinking it's just so funny how this dude like okay you know how they were saying after the uh, dark tournament arc where there's like okay there's ranks to these demons now and well it's always been a thing but we're now finding out that there's ranks to these demons now and they're telling me that Toguro the big Toguro is only (laughs) V-class Like, what the fuck? And then uh, Shinsui is A-class, and I was like, oh, God, if he's A-class, how how powerful could he be? And I think the funniest part about it is 
and he has uh, dissociative identity disorder. Uh, they changed it from multiple personality disorder recently, as far as I remember, and it's now called dissociative identity disorder, where he has like 42, 43 different personalities in one body. Like, it's kind of moonlight. It's moonlight. like the movie Moon. Split. You seen what? the movie Split? What? Have you seen the movie Split? Uh, I don't okay. remember. I, like, I remember, I, I remember the title, but I, I don't remember if I actually seen it or not. So, in the sense, what the movie Split is about is a guy who went through oh. trauma, and he I, has multiple different personalities, but every personality completely changes him, alters him significantly. Like he has one personality that is like a, a grown woman. So whenever he changes that personality, he all of a sudden is in a dress. I <laughs> remember now. Uh -huh. And he has a beast form that's like extremely powerful. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's that same one with uh, it split. It was uh, unbreakable. And that one Last. movie afterwards. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. I remember that guy now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, no. That's that's as far as how the personalities go. Like you literally have essentially you have the one the actual version of him that you that we don't get to meet until the very end. Like right before he dies <laughs> is when we finally see the real version of him. And it's like this is who you really are. You know, you're not that bad of a person. He's like, no, I'm not. I've just been through a lot of trauma. I've been through a lot. And so, but what I think the thing for me for Sensui is, is all those other personalities into it. The thing for me that set off for Sensui is remember, I mentioned earlier, Genkai just said, forget the spirit society. I don't care. I don't like you guys. Who cares? Type of thing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's like, why is it that she doesn't care so much for the spirit, for the spirit world? Like, why is it that she's so against it? Like, you never really understand why until we're finally introduced to Sensui, where you find out he was a, also a spirit detective who went rogue. But then you're yeah. like, why did he go rogue? Well, he saw a VHS tape, which, go figure out during the time, VHS tapes were a big thing. They didn't think they could have technology better than that in the spirit yeah. world. Apparently, their technology runs the same as our technology, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's about as weird as, um, um, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say this in uh, finish. That's about as weird as Boruto, to where you have all this advanced technology, and it's supposed to be like kind of parallel to some of the technology that we have in our timeline. Well, I'm like thinking, like, they're like really close from, like, they just started um doing like cars and shit, almost like what they did with Legend of Core, to where, oh, now they're driving cars, making, um, <laughs> go ahead because guys i'm, I'm yeah, just saying yeah 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 it's, it's just like it's weird you know if you're in the spirit like in some type of other world it would be expected that you have technology way better than ours like you was yeah. expecting like low-key marvel's pete um pda <laughs> type situation like oh yeah we can we have technology that surpasses time and dimensions <laughs> we have multiple different timelines and dimensions that we monitor but we're well past that we're in technology is so advanced 
your Infinity Stones don't make a difference type of thing. You would expect okay. that. <laughs> I like how the Loki did it best to where it's like basically Infinity Stones to the TVA is just um, paper paperweights. Yeah, they're like, oh, I have a bunch of those. <laughs> I have a bunch of those right here. Dude just open, Loki opens up a drawer. What? He said, oh my god, he's right. He said, all of these, they're nothing. <laughs> they're literally nothing. But, um... So he watches his V. So, but since she watches his VHS tape, where he sees the cruelty of man and sees that what it is that man has done, not to not just to each other, not just to the earth, not just to the world, but have done to spirits and demons as well. Where it comes to that point of who is actually worse? Is it man or is it the demons? And then he watches it. And he's like, no. <clears throat> from what I've seen, man is worse. People will it, like. Every other race has a stopping point. But for men, because they want to so badly advance, you know, it's all about growth. It's all about being the next best thing, being the next biggest thing. You don't you don't know what to do. You don't know when the stopping point is going to be. And because you don't know when the stopping point is going to be, you're going to wind up doing these all types of evil, ungodly stuff because you just... You're just like, well, it's for the advancement of humankind. It's for the advancement of humanity. And it's like, no, it's for the advancement of your own ego. It's because you just want to be better than somebody else. I mean, realistically, slavery is a horrible thing. And people still try to justify, well, if it wasn't for slavery, this and this wouldn't have happened. This is true. But you're trying to justify and say that slavery was a good thing? You're trying to justify the saying that these people being ripped from their families, being their children being ripped from their mothers and fathers, being killed for personal sport was a good thing because it was advancement of technology, advancement of the world. It was needed. Right. Like, okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. Like, I'm not trying to be too personal about it, but let's just say because Apocrypha, Kokugasu, y'all already know. But let's just say that after dealing with a certain somebody in my past, it's like I want to say I've grown and learned a lot more to become to a point where I believe I'm better than I was before. But it's more like just imagine uh, someone being so fucked up to where it's like, oh well, basically your character development. Um, if it was for me, you wouldn't even have that character development. But it's like, yeah, you're right, but it doesn't excuse what you did. True. Yeah. It's like, it's just funny how, like, with some folks, it's like, you know, just, I was going to get to a point cooking guys where I was like, bro, like, uh, let's not go there because this sounds like some Sleepy Warriors podcast shit to where I'm like, oh, you know, I'm saving that energy for that podcast where I was like, let's talk about the ego of man of how it seems like there's really no such thing as a comfort zone. For men to where it's like you always have to be constantly. Okay, Let me pull up, okay? <clears throat> but yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I got you. No, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to hear this yours. too. But no, it's, it's it's just like you say. I mean, it's like how much how much in the world are you willing to justify? That's really what it comes down to. How much in the world are you willing to justify? And I was really happy. We had a, that there was actually a moment that was able to really describe that. We finally had a chance to break that in. <clears throat> finally had a chance to understand what was really going on. 
And so once we finally got that, it made so much more of a big difference. Gotcha, of course. That's all I got, though. (laughs) All right, Apocrypha, uh, you got anything before we wrap this up? Uh, not really. Just uh, uh, definitely. Uh, if anybody uh, listening to this has never watched it, definitely check it out. Yes. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. No, you you good? You good? Uh, I I didn't have much to say. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Uh, I was just gonna piggyback off what you were saying, Apocrypha. How? With Yu Yu Hakusho, with the recent news of Funimation and Crunchyroll now being combined, you can now watch Yu Yu Hakusho subbed and dubbed on Crunchyroll. So, ladies and gentlemen listening, please check it out on Crunchyroll when you can. And before we close this out, Kokugasu, do you have any final words for us as well? Only final words I have is continue to love yourself and grow and understand that I know I mentioned earlier on as far as the situation that happened to Yusuke is that for him, his whole world changed when he decided to help out one particular person. And that can happen. It doesn't ha- it's not necessarily going to happen in a negative way like for him. Oh, my whole world got turned upside down. Oh, nothing is going to go the way I want it to anymore. I can never have a point of relaxation. If you need relaxation, take relaxation. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't be afraid to go out and help someone. Don't be afraid to do what it is that you need to do. Don't be afraid to take a moment, to take a breath, and just live life. Be happy. Be happy and do what it is that you need to do. And on that note, like a partner said, go watch it. Man, if you ain't seen it, watch it, man. Don't live on the rock no more. This is an awesome show. <laughs> and if you also want to check out something that the same writer has also produced as well, you can also check out the Hunter Hunter series. Um, Yoshihiro also wrote that as well. I was I personally like it. There's a lot of people that don't, but I mean, again, I would say watch it and judge your own opinion on that. So, all right, uh, let me throw in a fun fact. Did you know that the creator of Yu Yu Hakusho? This is for ladies and gentlemen listening, by the way, guys. Uh, did you know that? The creator of Yu Yu Hakusho is married to the creator of Sailor Moon. Yeah, well, there were that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the Yu Yu Hakusho review. Uh, stay tuned for when we do more reviews, such as the Dragon Ball review, the Naruto review, the Inuyasha review. Like, we've been doing so many references, and to this one review right here, it just kind of branches off to where like we definitely need to focus on uh reviews on other things when we get to it and also check out zealousofnerdentertainment.com where we are adding more and more stuff to our merchandise we are working on blogs and everything going on we're trying to get our discord server fixed up and everything but until then you stay nerdy my friends great things are coming and we are zoning out.